Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's time to cross over to San Diego to speak to our fabulous girl gone blind, Maria Johnson. Hello, American BFF. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous UK BFF. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, this week. <laughs> I am very good. All the better for speaking to you, honestly. I love it. Well, that makes two of us. Well, I tell you something, Maria, I love it so much. I'm not going to make any apologies for it, which is what we're going to be talking about today, because I don't know about you, but as a blind person, particularly in my younger blind years, I always feel or always certainly did used to feel that I had to apologize for a lot. I felt as if I was constantly apologizing for things, almost apologizing for being blind. What about you? I, years, years, years ago, I was a chronic apologizer. I apologized for everything. And I was actually called into one of my boss's offices at one of the companies I worked for and actually was, you know, kindly um, reprimanded for apologizing too much. And he says, you need to stop saying you're sorry for everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, whoops, sorry. You know, know, I just got all (laughs) flushed. I was like apologizing for apologizing and for apologizing. So I was chronic and I actually kind of got over that. Um, Whole nother reason probably why I was doing it, another radio show. Um, But it got better. And then all of a sudden, I started apologizing again and it was after I lost my sight and I was apologizing for, I think the bottom line being blind. You know, of course it was very emotional when you go through the beginning stages of sight loss, especially when it's unexpected. And I would apologize for being upset, for being angry. You know, I would burst out into tears over something and I'd say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then I think back at why was I sorry for showing my feelings? Oh, exactly, Maria. I can completely empathize with that. And, you know, I think we do tend to end up apologizing a bit more than necessary because of the kind of people you and I are. I mean, there could be people listening to us right now who think that we are just talking absolute nonsense. And why are you apologizing for this, that or the other? You know, you shouldn't be sorry for being blind. But sometimes I think, you know, because of the people we are, we don't like other people feeling awkward or uncomfortable. So instead of just letting them deal with it and getting our emotions out, we we do apologize for ourselves. I tell you what I'm really bad for, Maria. I'm really bad for somebody knocking into me or bashing me or walking straight into me and I apologize to them. And I, I stand there thinking, why did I just do that? Because I can't see. I'm the one with the guide dog or the symbol cane and you've bashed into me and yet I'm the one apologizing. It, it just sometimes seems so random. That's happened to me as well. It really has. And I think that's just, you know, because we're polite um, when we need to be. <laughs> Maybe not all the time. <laughs> but, you know, we're polite people and there's unpolite people and rude people who I'm sure when, you know, they bash into you, they turn and give you that look like, Uh, excuse me. And you're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And all you were doing was standing there. Or again, you had something that was symbolizing your vision issues. And they still and I apologize for, you know, coming into a room sometimes where it's like, is some I'm sorry, is, is somebody in here? Like, why am I sorry? (laughs) So I think that this apology thing is something that 
you know, probably a lot of people with sight loss go through in the beginning because we don't know what else to do with it. And I mean, that even comes into asking for help or assistance. And sometimes I still do it. I'll catch myself. And, you know, so many things that we do need help or assistance with, Jill, we would do ourselves if we could, but we can't some things. And I find myself saying, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you read this for me? Like, you know, I can't read. So why am I apologizing because I can't read, which in turn, I'm apologizing for my blindness. So, you know, do you ever feel like you have to apologize before you ask for help? Oh, all the time. And yet, you know, the people that I do ask, I know I don't need to apologize to because I know that they appreciate the fact that they've got sight and I don't. Why I still do it, I don't know. I hate interrupting people if they're in the middle of their work. So, you know, it might be a colleague and I'm saying to them, you know, I need help with my computer. You know, something isn't working. Can you help me? I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And I think, you know, I am really sorry that I'm interrupting you, but I know that you are going to help me and you won't mind helping me because you do appreciate the fact I can't see. But I still feel really bad about it. You know, there are other ways to start the question, I, I would think, would be, you know, excuse me, could you read this for me when you get a moment? Or excuse me, could you read this for me now? I think there's other ways we could probably approach the, you know, I need help question or I need assistance question. But I think it just, again, it comes down to trying to be polite in the best way we know how, because if we're asking friends and family, they know they need to help or assist us when we ask. And why we apologize, I think just really comes from us. It comes from us feeling like maybe a burden that we're asking too much. And it really stems from our sight loss. Now, I don't apologize that much anymore. I think that in the beginning, like I was saying, we we are chronic. We're we don't know what to do. For those listening who are going, like you said, I don't apologize for anything. Well, I don't apologize for every little thing anymore because now I've gotten more confident and know what I need and know where I need help, where I don't need help. And if I have feelings, I'm going to show them. I think my problem personally, Maria, is the fact that I was so independent and used to do everything myself and I do still have a level of independence but I don't have full independence in that you know of course I can't read things I can't read signs there's certain places I I don't know where I'm going I might need assistance and I think because of that I feel a little bit feeble and actually I've noticed myself on occasion because I feel feeble for sounding what I perceive to be feeble I start to actually audibly sound feeble so you know I put on the 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 kind of apologetic voice like I'm really sorry you know it goes up about three octaves (laughs) I don't know why I do it I I think you know maybe if I sound like a lost little girl then you know they'll take pity and they'll they'll be less irritated by me whereas all I'm doing is irritating myself Right, right. And you may have just heard a crash. Um, My cats are having a wrestling match right outside my (laughs) office door. Well, I hope you're going to apologize for that. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry for my cats. Um, But no, you know, and and I think that happens. I see that um, a lot at 
the Braille Institute where I'm at, I really hear all the different ways people ask for assistance and help there. And some folks are quiet as a mouse and other ones just bl blurt out, can someone get me some coffee? Like, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? But there was no apology. But, you know, again, it, I think it varies on how long they've had sight loss versus how confident they are or how far they've come in their, you know, sight loss journey. So I do hear a variety of ways of people, you know, speaking up for themselves. The one thing I do notice are folks who were born blind don't apologize for a thing. And I've you know, at first I found that as kind of, wow, you're a little, you know, aggressive. But now I've come to realize, no, they're not aggressive. They're just asking for what they need and they're not apologizing for it. So I think maybe I've learned a little bit from the folks who've been born blind that, you know, ask for what you need. Don't apologize for your feelings and stand your ground. You know, that's that's what we would do if we were sighted. Absolutely, Maria. I completely agree with you. And I think people that have been blind for a long, long time, indeed, you know, the majority of their lives or all their lives would say the same thing to us. You know, stop apologizing. We don't know any different. We've always uh, been blind or, or almost blind or partially sighted. So it's a way of life for us. I think it is, as I said earlier, just, you know, you start to feel a little bit kind of, pathetic when you can't do things for yourself it's different if you're being lazy there's things you could do but you're asking people to do them because you can't be bothered then you ought to be apologizing for sure but if you genuinely can't do things because it is your sight that's prohibiting you from doing them then don't apologize definitely don't apologize but we also need to remember that there are appropriate times to apologize. If you're wrong or if you've done something that isn't right, of course, we're, you know, everyone should apologize. But I think we need to step back and think sometimes, you know, why do I feel I need to apologize for a certain situation, you know? And if you can't come up with any good reason, then there's no need to apologize. It's like anything good in life, like, you know, chocolate. You can have too much chocolate, just like you can apologize. No, that doesn't come out right. I had this great <laughs> thing I was going to say. Okay, there it goes. You know, chocolate's good, but you can also have too much chocolate and it's bad for you. Just like apologizing is good, but apologizing too much is not a good thing or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's something like that. <sighs> <laughs> Well, Maria, I make no apologies for enjoying this conversation, as always, very much with you. And uh, the only thing I am sorry about is that I won't get to speak to you on the Morning Mix until next Thursday. I know. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm not really sorry, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't mind waking up at the crack of dawn, before the crack of dawn, to speak with you. And always, always, always a wonderful conversation to start my day. Well, Maria, you're constantly updating your blogs and they are fabulous. If anybody wants to read them, what's the best way for them to do so? You can find my blogs at girlgoneblind.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. Maria, you have a fabulous week and thank you so much for joining us here in the Morning Mix. You're welcome, Jill. Talk to you next week. Bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.